Welcome to Audit Bites, the show where we give you bite-sized chunks of information and education to help you excel in your audit career. Join our host, Robert Berry, as we tackle another tough auditing topic this week. Hey, hey, welcome friends to another episode of Audit Bites. This is episode number 19, and let's remember, Audit Bites is the first, the very first live show where we discuss, well, auditing. We are available on all podcasting platforms, so here's what I'd like for you guys to do. Go over to the iTunes store or wherever you listen to us. Give us a five-star review. Tell all your friends about the podcast. All right. Here's the other thing. Did you know that you could get CPE? Just for, well, listening to or watching me? Well, yes, you can. Go over to auditbytes.com. Again, that is auditbytes.com if you would like to get CPE just for listening to or watching me. So, guys, while I have you here today on this Wednesday afternoon, it is 2022. We're in the second month already. So, I have a question for all my audit friends. Have you decided? that this year is going to be the year that you level up your internal audit skills. Because if you want to level up your internal audit skills, there's no better way to do it than to go to the Level Up Internal Audit Summit. What is that, you might ask? It is five hours of free, notice that word free, free CPE with some of the best in the business. My co-host on the Friday Frosters, Joe Irvin, she will be there. A few other folks will be there that we really know and love. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to drop a link in the chat. And I want you guys to go over later on after this show and sign up for five free hours of CPE. Now, let me give you a few more details. This is being put on by Sabine Charles and her Tapa Institute. It is February 16th and 17th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You want to know more? Go to levelupinternalauditsummit.com. Again, I'll be there. Joe will be there. And some other people that you know and love will be there. So if you want to level up your internal audit skills, I suggest be there or be square. (laughs) All right. So, guys, Audit Bites, another episode. Leslie. Good to see you, my friend. I'm saying hello to you. And Heather is here all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. Heather. Clarence is here. And you know what? It's not even Friday. And Clarence decided to be here with us, my man. I'm sorry, Clarence. You know I had to poke a little fun at you, man. Good to see you here. But you guys have seen the topic for today. Should auditors be aware of emotional issues? And you're probably wondering, well, where am I going with this? Because I know every week you guys are like, what is he going to talk about today? Because, you know, if you watched this Friday's episode of Friday Froster, which is a podcast with me, Kelly Paxton and Joe Irvin. If you watched. If you watched that podcast episode, we talked about a town right outside of Denver, Colorado, where the treasurer, well, the treasurer was having some problems. We also had two special guests, though. We had Thomas and Galena as special guests. But the treasurer was having some problems. And the problems that the treasurer was having, well, there was embezzlement, maybe, or incompetence, maybe. 
Actually, that's what a news headline said. It said, is she embezzling or is she incompetent? Here's what was happening, my friends. She wasn't recording cash timely. She was sending duplicate payments to vendors and she was not reconciling accounts. As a matter of fact, they brought in one audit firm to do some auditing and she refused to cooperate with that auditing firm. Now, it got a little worse than that because she didn't like those auditors. They actually terminated those auditors because the audit client didn't like the auditors. And they hired a second set of auditors, but the second set of auditors couldn't get any result from her either. It got so bad that second set of auditors actually wrote to the board and said that she was not cooperating and they could not work with her. Now, in normal circumstances, what do you think would happen in this particular case? I mean, I know what would happen in my opinion. Somehow the employee would need to do the job or not be on the job. But this isn't what happened. In this particular case, they actually took her to court. For what? I don't know. To make her do the job? To make her cooperate with the audit? I don't know. But here is one thing that struck me as extremely odd in this situation. It was a response that she had when a local newspaper asked about her behavior or asked about what was happening. So Denver News 7 reported that they didn't know if the money had been embezzled or if this treasurer was simply incompetent because she wouldn't let any of the auditors look at the books. Here's, <clears throat> here's her response. She said, and I quote, they know for a fact that's not the case. Now, regarding the allegations of embezzlement of, or incompetence, here's what she said. She said, I've been working 12 to 16 hour days recently. Anyone can check the logs and verify that. She also said, my colleagues and I have a disagreement about constitutional checks and balances. Sometimes a third party is necessary to resolve things. Now, here's where it got interesting for me. She said that she and her colleagues had a constant had a disagreement about constitutional checks and balances. My friends, there were some deposits that she didn't deposit to almost 200 days later. She didn't cooperate with the auditors and she made several duplicate payments. It was so bad. This was your treasurer for a county. It got so bad at one point that homeowners or potential homeowners couldn't close on loans because they could, could not get accurate tax information from the city. Now, I don't call that constitutional differences over controls. I call that someone simply not doing the job. Now, Heather, spot on. Heather says normally she would be fired. Yeah, in a situation like that where someone is not cooperating, normally that person would be fired. So now you're probably wondering, why am I here talking about why internal auditors should be aware of emotional issues? Well, when you read this young lady's response where she's saying, clearly, we have differences of opinion. You know that something is not right. And that something that's not right may not just be her and her alone. Let me give you another example of some things that happened in this particular case. So within that department, it was a department of 17 people. And within about a year and a half to two years, about 18 or so people 
had either transferred into another department or they had found a new job. So that means that something within the culture here was not right. It was either corrupt or it was bad. So again, you're still probably wondering, what in the world does this have to do with internal auditors and what should we be looking for? Well, I think that there are a couple of benefits to understanding the emotional aspects of a work environment. When you understand the emotional aspects of a work environment, people are typically more honest about the controls. Here's what I mean. When I saw this young lady's statement saying that they were working 12 to 16 hour days, she was probably stressed. She was overworked and probably most of her staff were underpaid. Now there was probably some tension within the office space. So as auditors, when you come in and you say, this is bad, you didn't reconcile these accounts. This is horrible. You're making duplicate payments. Well, when you write your report up and they remove this person from that position and they bring in another person because you've not dug into the root cause of the issue, those same issues will rear their ugly heads yet again. But oftentimes as humans, when we face adverse situations, we don't want people to see our weaknesses. And so we cover it up by making statements like the statements that this woman made, saying that there were some differences of, of opinion. No, the job wasn't being done. That's not an opinion, that is a fact. But when you have ego that gets in the way, oftentimes people aren't honest. When you acknowledge, hey, it looks like you guys are overworked because you're working 12 to 16 hour days. Why is that? Do you not have enough budget to do the job? Do your people not have enough knowledge to do the job? These are questions auditors should be asking because it gets down to the root cause of issues. Now, people are more honest about controls when you understand emotionally what's happening with them. Again, I don't know what was happening with this young lady, but those responses are very irrational. What's the root cause? Is it the environment itself? Because again, if she, if she is fired or if she quits, you put someone else into that same environment. And because the control environment is what's broken, you still have the same issues. So what I want to know from my auditors that are listening, do you actually look at the emotional aspects of issues? Do you dig down and see what's wrong when something is off in your internal control environment? See, I found that people are often more honest about issues when you dig down deep and tap into what's happening with them. I'll give you some examples. They say that the most stressful activities a person will face in their life is getting married, having a baby, getting divorced, and buying a home. So when you think about this, we have people in the workforce who are going through some of those either separately and sometimes they're going through those simultaneously. And what you may end up having is an employee whose performance may slip temporarily. Let me say that again. You might have an employee whose performance may slip temporarily. And if you're not in tune with what's happening to that employee, you may end up writing up a report that doesn't get down to the root cause of an issue. Now, let me explain to you why that's important. How many of you have ever worked for an organization that was going through some hard times? Many of you have worked for organizations that have gone through bankruptcy. And what did those organizations say to you? We're having some hard times right now. And we just want you to bear with us. Stick with us while we go through this hard time. 
Now, if organizations want us to do that, shouldn't they extend that same courtesy to us as well as employees? So there's a difference between an employee who is just plain pitiful and one who has a temporary setback. That doesn't also necessarily mean that they need to stay on the job. They may need a temporary leave of absence, but if you have a decent employee who is going through a temporary situation, why would you allow that employee to be terminated? So I think it's very important that auditors understand the emotional aspects of our job, because once you start to understand the emotional aspects of our job, people are typically more honest about what's really happening. So Heather says, I will let my boss know if I think there are weird responses from people when I see discrepancies for items that normally never have issues. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about, Heather. And see, Heather, I, I've known you for a very long time and I know that you're very personable, you're very friendly and you're a very caring person. So I understand what that looks like and what that really means. And I know that you understand what that looks like and what that means. So again, you guys are on episode 19 of Audit Bites. The question is, should auditors be aware of emotional aspects within audit engagements? My answer is yes, you should, because when you are, first point is people are more honest about the controls. They open up to you more honestly and openly. It's not an adversarial relationship when you tune in to what's happening to people from an emotional standpoint. Now, the second thing it does is it builds a better work environment. And I'll give you guys an example. I had one audit client. I remember the first day I stepped into the audit, I knew something was wrong because we had already pulled some documentation beforehand and everything was all messed up. I walked into her office and I noticed she had bags up under her eyes. She was looking disheveled. I was very curious. So I sat down with her and I said, Tina, which is not her real name. I said, Tina, you look disheveled. Is everything okay? First day, she said, no, everything is fine. So we went back to auditing, found some things that were off and it was not bad yet, but it was getting really, really bad. Went back into her office the second day. Hey, Tina, you look a little worse than you did yesterday. Is everything okay? Is there anything I can help you with? Now, second day, still nothing. Third day, we left, we came back. It got worse. So as time went on, Things got worse in the department, but I kept inquiring about her. You know, how are you doing? Forget all this other stuff that's happening. Something is wrong with you and the way that you look. So what ended up happening was she confessed that she was overworked, didn't have enough resources to do the job that she needed to do. So we took a look at her budget. At this point, this audit turned into now comparing her office and how it operated to organizations of a similar size. So I had her go out and do that research. She went back and looked and saw that organizations of a similar size had double the budget that she had. Now, this was in higher education, so the budgets were actually public records so we could get access to that information. So once we saw that, it kind of gave us a better understanding as to why things were so wrong in the environment. So I sat there with her and we helped her develop a business case to present to her boss to get her budget improved. Now, here's the thing. Some of you might be thinking that's not an auditor's job, but think about this. If Tina had been removed from her position, the next person that they brought in would have faced the exact same thing and the exact same issues would have been there. Now, here's what ended up happening. She ended up pitching her case to her boss. She ended up getting the budget that she needed, hired some new employees. But then there was another thing too. 
So Tina was a woman that was a bit overweight. She was overweight because she was stressed. She was stressed because she was, well, working too much without the adequate resources to do the job. A year later, she began to lose weight. She began to be happier on the job, not to mention the job was actually getting done. Now, if we had just gone into her department and said, all of this stuff is bad, because it was still a bad audit report. I mean, it was, it was bad. It was brutal. But if we had simply gone into the audit, written up everything that we found that was bad without understanding that emotionally she was hurting because she was overworked and didn't have all the resources that she needed. Again, the next person coming into the job would have found the exact same things. So it's important that auditors understand the emotional aspects of their clients. Now, William Rankin is here and William says, absolutely, culture. What did William say? I just lost it here. William said, absolutely. Culture of a company is one crucial insight. Exactly. Leslie, and I love, I love it when Leslie says something, because Leslie says, just discuss stressful situations slash stress, stressed staff members with my CFO yesterday. It is extremely important because here's the other thing, too. I found that people are more honest with auditors. And I know that sounds strange because by the time it gets down to the audit department, they figure what the heck else do I have to lose at this point? But also people who truly understand the purpose of an audit function, you know that sometimes we can highlight things that you can't say yourself. So episode number 19 of Audit Bites, should auditors be aware of emotional aspects within an audit department? You're darn right we should. But the first reason that we should is because People tend to be more honest about controls when they know that you care about them. There's an old saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. If you walk in and you strictly look at the numbers or you strictly look at the processes and you're a data-driven person, good luck with that. You are not going to get good results. But if you genuinely care about your clients, you're going to get better results while you're auditing. Now, the second reason that you want to be in tune with what's happening emotionally is that it builds a better work environment. You've got people at work who are stressed out for some reason or another, and they try to conceal it because they want to appear strong at work. But you never know who can help you with certain things at work, certain things outside of work that affect work. So you must be in tune with the emotional aspects of the work environment. Now, the third reason that you need to be in tune with the emotional aspects of the work environment is that sometimes emotions are the root cause of issues. Sometimes emotions are the root cause of issues. Sometimes, right? Now, Sal is here again. Sal Rodriguez, good to see you, my man. Hal says, higher education is the hardest industry to audit for internal audit. Sal, you are correct, my man. I was the chief auditor for two different institutes of higher education for over 15 years. And man, it is a tough industry because it is an emotionally led industry. Now, uh, ooh, I'm going to mess up your first name, so I'm just going to say Mr. Gupta is here. Mr. Gupta says we should be aware of emotional aspects. It helps build rapport as well as allow them to open up and reveal things that are bothering them. And we may get to know the real cause of some of the issues. That is exactly right. And my man, the king of vulnerability, Mr. Carl Sean Watkins is here. And Carl says being vulnerable, it draws self-awareness. So you guys, let me tell you about this guy, Carl Sean Watkins. 
he does workshops on vulnerability. So if you're listening to this and you think that your organization needs someone to come in and talk to them about how to be more vulnerable in the workplace, hit up Mr. Carl Sean Watkins, but don't do it right now. Do it when the show is over. You see him commenting down there. Just click on his head, you know, down there and then it'll pop up his LinkedIn profile. So if you think your organization needs help with vulnerability, give Carl a call. Tell him I sent you and then Carl, I'll be calling you for part of my commission check, my friend. Um, <laughs> so now, while we're here, let's just pause for one moment. You guys see the third point down there, right there. Sometimes emotions are the root cause of issues in organizations. But if you look over here, there's a book sitting there. That's my book, Ask Better Questions, Get Better Answers, Perform Better Audits. Tell you what, it is the best book about asking questions while auditing. Go get it right now from Amazon. Go to askgetperform.com if you want to know mo more. It is a top seller on Amazon. So episode number 19, Audit Bites. Should auditors be aware of the emotional aspects in an organization? You're darn right we should be. But why? Well, why? Why? Number one, it helps people be more honest about the controlled environment when they feel like you care about them. It helps build a better work environment. And the third reason, sometimes emotions are the root cause of the issues. Here's what I mean by that. Oftentimes, people carry a lot of guilt and shame and resentment and all kinds of other emotions with them, especially when they've been hired to do a job that they don't have the resources to do it with. And by resources, I mean either the people or the time, or the money. And so what they end up doing is they lash out. They do things like they lie to you. They tell you, I'll have this documentation to you next week. In the meantime, they're up till midnight every night trying to recreate the documentation instead of just being honest with you because they have some sort of shame and guilt inside of them. But once you open up to people and they start to open up to you, they're a bit more honest and you can dig down to the root cause of problems. See, a lot of people think that when you come in and audit them just because something is wrong, that it's a direct reflection on them. Well, sometimes it is. Oftentimes it is, but it may not be a direct reflection on your ability to perform. It may be a direct reflection on the resources that you have allocated to you or something might be happening in the organization. How many of you have ever worked for a manager that hated another manager in another department? And because of that, the two departments were feuding and they never worked well with one another. As auditors, it's up to us to try and point out some of these things if we see them. So episode number 19 of Audit Bites, should auditors be aware of the emotional aspects within an organization. You're darn right you should be. Head on over to auditbytes.com and get you some CPEs just for watching these little podcasts with me. Go over to your favorite podcasting platform, spread the word to all your friends so that they can hear some of this if you think that it's valuable and if you think that it's worth it. Heather says, oh yeah. So Heather must think that it's worth it. Heather's here most weeks on either one of my podcasts. So I know Heather must really enjoy what we're saying here. So now, you guys, a couple things I talked about today, the Level Up Internal Audit Summit. Go to levelupinternalaudit.com to learn more how you can get five free CPEs. That's five free CPEs. You got a whole host of people that will be presenting 
on some topics there. I'm talking about the five critical questions, five critical elements for quality questions. The five critical elements for quality questions. See, I'm all about asking questions. Hence the book, Ask Better Questions, Get Better Answers, Perform Better Audits. Now, Heather says that, but But if upper management, uh, but if there is no, I, Heather, I don't know what you're saying there, my friend. I'm so sorry. Um, I think you're saying, but if upper management doesn't know about it, how? Oh, but if upper management doesn't take care of it, how will we fix it? Well, it's not necessarily up to us to fix it, though, Heather, is it? It's up to us to bring awareness to it. But. What happens is oftentimes we are totally unaware of what the true underlying issues are. We talk a lot about root cause analysis in our profession, but oftentimes when we do that root cause analysis, what we do is we look at the data only. And if you guys have heard me before, you know that I love looking at and studying psychology because it helps you figure out what in the world are people thinking? Well, psychology tells us that 95% decisions are based on our subconscious mind. So we already have preconceived thoughts in our head of what's going to happen and we react based on that. So how do you think people behave in the workplace? We behave emotionally for the most part. The rational thought processing comes in later. So why are we leading with just the data when our clients aren't? Have you ever, so I'll tell you guys a story, quick story. So I remember I worked for this one organization and I was a chief auditor and some people came to me gave me a bunch of evidence that some employees were stealing. They were stealing big time. So I compiled all of the evidence or my team compiles all of the evidence and it was so serious, I needed to talk to the CEO. So I go in, I talk to the CEO. He and I have this really nice conversation. I show him all the data and he's on board with me because you know, see CEOs less emotional with them because well, their time is valuable. So he tells me, I want to have a meeting with the entire executive team. I'm like, great, let's talk about this because some things are missing and we really need to talk about this. So we go into a meeting with his entire executive team there and some uh, uh, executive directors and director level personnel. So we're sitting around the table. Meeting hasn't even started yet. They've gotten wind of what it is that we want to talk about. I have several packets of information provided to them so that we can dig into the facts so that they can see what's happening. I sit down and the first thing they say to me is, why do you hate us? I was like, wait, hate you? I don't know you. But that was the first thing they said. Why do you hate us? So initially I said, I don't hate you. Of course, there was a retort back from them. Yes, you do. Because the things that you're saying makes us look bad. And I was like, I didn't say anything. Well, you have this memo that you've typed up and it really makes us look bad. I was like, well, the things in the memo didn't come from me. Well, where did those things in that memo come from? I said, well, they came from your personnel. Your personnel are tired of people stealing at the job. And so they came to us before they actually came to, to, to you as management. So I was trying to be light when I said that because what that really sounds like in, is that they trusted an auditor before they trusted you. And that sounds real bad. So I didn't say that to them. I just kind of thought that to myself, though. But notice the initial reaction was you bad, you auditor. Auditors are bad. How can you dare say anything like this about us? And I didn't do anything but do like a news reporter and report what it was that we found. So 
saying that it is extremely important that auditors understand the emotional aspects of your organization. You're going to see things that are counterintuitive. You're going to see things that are just backwards, that don't make sense. Understand the reason that you see that is because your clients are emotional. Think about this. People spend eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, if they're lucky, performing the, the functions that you are now auditing. Think about this too. When people were in the workplace, what do they refer to significant projects or tasks? They refer to them as their babies. Hey, we just implemented this new system. This is my baby. This project that I'm working on now, this is my baby. When you come in and audit them and if things go awry, it is equivalent to you calling their baby ugly. Now, would you really call someone's baby ugly? No, but in their mind, it is the equivalent of calling their baby ugly. So you have to step lightly. Because what do you see when you see a real, ba a real baby that's ugly, right? You say things like, oh, that's a cute outfit. <laughs> you you kind of dance around the subject. <laughs> you dance around the subject, right? Because you don't really want to call anyone's baby ugly. But as an auditor, that is essentially the equivalent of what you're doing. So you have to be in tune emotionally to what's happening. Leslie, I thank you. Leslie says that my book is great and it's required reading for her staff. Thank you very much, Leslie. I appreciate that. I, I put my heart and soul into that book. Now, William Rankin is here and William says, for internal auditors, we try and coach what good quality looks to our auditees. Keep things simple and bring requirements to life with good, relatable cases. Yeah, absolutely. But again, just remember, some of them are going to respond initially irrationally. And normally when that happens, we do one of a few things. Either we lash out back or we run and retreat. But what I'm saying is do number three instead of the first two. Try and at least relate to them where they are. Even if they sound crazy, at least acknowledge the feeling. You don't have to acknowledge the accuracy of it because you have to move them from that irrational and crazy state to a now rational data-driven state so that now that you have them in this data state, you can talk to them rationally about what it is that you found. All right, you guys, thank you very much for joining me on episode number 19 of Audit Bites. Should auditors be aware of the emotions that happen in the workplace? Yes, we should. My name is Robert Berry. Go to auditbites.com to get you some CPEs for a reasonable price. And check out my book, Ask Better Questions, Get Better Answers, Perform Better Audits. Until next time, peace. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Audit Bites. If you want to do more, see more, be more, check out our website at auditguide.com where you will find quality training, audit merch. Yes, we have hats, shirts, and other apparel, as well as past copies of this podcast and the Friday Fraudster podcast, www.audityguide.com. Thanks for joining us.